Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lankin, and my guest today is a stand-up comedian out of Detroit, Michigan, Mr. Dave Jizzle. Thank you for joining me. Yes, sir. How's your day going? It's going pretty good, man. Pretty good. Real busy day, but you know, that's the life. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's talk about um, your career. How long have you been doing um, stand-up comedy? Uh, I, I, the funny thing is, I've been doing stand-up uh, for a little bit over a year. Uh, real stand-up, I'd say. Uh, but I've been acting a little bit before that. Uh, but like this, the, the, like the past year or so, I've been really on my stand-up grind, like heavy on the grind. Okay. So how old? Well, <clears throat> I know with, with COVID, I'm sure that affected things, correct? Yeah, it, it, it did. But I say, like, I tell, always tell everybody that I know, like all the creators, like now is the time to create and really dig into your passion. Like it's other ways. Like I did one stand up online, like right out of my living room. And I put that on YouTube. And like when as soon as it opened up, I I, I am doing shows now, but I, I'm in and out. <laughs> You did it. You actually did a stand up in your living room. Yeah, I did one, and uh, I put it on my YouTube channel because I had I, I had the funny thing is I was supposed to do um, a big show in in June, and when COVID hit, I was like, "Crap, this is like my big bang where I'm supposed to invite my family and everything." So I was like, "You know what? I don't want to lose these jokes because sometimes jokes die after a while. You know, it's, it's like a time capsule." So I was like, "I gotta get these jokes out." Otherwise, they're going to die. So I just got my camera in my living room, knocked them right out. You know, I, got, I actually got a good response. I was surprised, you know. <laughs> you say jokes. I mean, were the jokes, like, dated, dealing with current material? Because I'm, I'm wondering why they would die. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, certain, like, I, I'm, like, my jokes, a lot of times, I talk about things that are going on in the world at the time. So... Like after, like I would say, after a certain period, it's not that they just uh, it, it they lose their relevancy in a case because it's like, like I said, it's like a time capsule with me. Uh, it's like, like it might get a couple laughs later on, but it won't hit like the certain like right now, you know. Like if I talked about uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, you know, you might you'll connect with that joke, but like now later on, you'd be like, oh man, what is he talking about? That's old. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. I got you. How, how so you, you said you started doing it about a year ago? Yeah, yeah. What made you start? Uh everybody, I used to have a podcast myself. Um, and like when during like when I was doing a podcast, everybody was like, Dave, why aren't you doing stand-up, man? Like you're hilarious, man. And everybody just kept talking to like really like trying to get me to go on stage. And one of my friends, good friends, David Prince, he's like a real, like my, my favorite comedian. Like, like he was a coworker of mine at the time. And he was like, dude, why don't you just go on the stage? And he kind of just dared me one day uh, to go on stage. And um, man, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting it to bomb. <laughs> and I, I actually got a good response. Like my heart was beating out of my chest, man. And I, I actually got a good response. I was like, and the guys in the back, Cause it was an open mic and the guys were like, this is not your first time, dude. You're a ringer. I'm like, no, this is my first time on stage. Like I, I've done stand up front of my family, but that doesn't count. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what made you get the nerve to do it? Cause I mean, it, it take a lot to go up there and tell some jokes. It does. But like, I'm, I'm a silly person, man. Like since I was a kid, I just been a silly dude 
all together, man. And I used to like at my family reunions every year. That had me do a little stand-up routine, you know, really egg me on and talk about my family members bad. And, you know, at, they were like, they, they were, my family pushed me too. But even my mom was like, yo, you really need to do stand-up. Like, you know, they always say, why aren't you on BT yet? That's like my family's favorite thing at our reunions. <laughs> so you wasn't, you wasn't nervous about the reception? Because, I mean... I mean, telling jokes in front of strangers is totally different than telling jokes in front of your family. Man, you ain't lying, man. I'm telling you, like, just going in front of an audience. I'm one of those people, man. Like, I I grew up playing sports a lot of times. And, you know, I'm one of those people, game time or no time, man. It's either now or never, man. You know, you don't sink or swim. And I'm like, you know, I take a little shot. I took a little shot of, uh, what was it, uh, I can't remember the drink now. I was gonna say Hennessy. I took a little stuff <laughs> Crown Royal and just jumped jump right out there and just did it, man. Oh, so you did need some liquid courage then. Oh, liquid courage is the best thing. I needed every show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So show. before every show you have to have a drink? I have to, man. I have to, man. I'm one of those dudes and I'm like. I, I, I'm the life of the party, man. I'm pouring everybody drinks, man. If somebody want a free drink, come to one of my shows, man, and just <laughs> find me, man. I'm pouring everybody drinks, man. Everybody going to have liquid courage, man. <laughs> so did you have any um, comedic influence growing up? Oh, uh, man. Like, I grew up, like, my favorite comedian, uh, well, I know Eddie Murphy's, like, the GOAT to me, man. And the, the But the comedian I connect to most it's Chris Rock, man. Like, I'm one of those, I'm a nerd on the low. Like, I'm a super nerd. Like, politics, history, uh, current events, uh, science, anything. I got to know what's going on. And, like, a lot of times, like, he, he, all his jokes are, like, super smart. And, like, some people don't get it. Some people don't get it a lot of times. And I'm one of those people, like, I, I, I find myself following his footsteps a little bit more. Like, even more than Dave Chappelle, I feel like he's more... He's more of a political science guy, and I'm one of those guys. Okay, so you kind of like those jokes where where people have to think about them, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of my shows, like man, you gotta like. I admit, like I always want like people. My audience always lasts like with a little delay, like. <laughs> and then by the end, we start everybody's laughing, but it's always like a little delay. Like, oh man. Do you actually like any of the like the the edgier comics? Are you a fan of them or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's um, uh, Patrice O'Neill? Um, uh, I'm getting so many names. It's so many great guys, man. Like even Dave Chappelle. His I love his last stand up, man, because I feel like I love when he just straight up said, "None of these jokes is funny right now. It's it's more serious." And it's like, dang, like I feel like. I, I just, as long as a person's being true to self, man, it's just like, it's like poetry to me, man. When you say his, are you talking about the one eight forty six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that considered a stand-up? I don't, I don't know if he considers that a stand-up. I, I, you know, I'm on that same boat too, but I guess, it, you know, it, it, it's a special, so, you know, but a lot of time, but there, there is a, uh, starting to be more of a lane of, I know it's a lot of, um, comedians who are getting more like I don't want to say woke but you know what I mean more kind of um uh I call it like a political science type of thing they're more they're more about the issues of the world like Amanda Seals and stuff and you're like 
Some people are like, this isn't funny at all. You're like, man, but it's kind of, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Chappelle fan and Chris Rock. They, they're like two of my favorite comedians, but I do like the, <laughs> I kind of like the edgy stuff as well. Like um, I'm a big, uh, I'm a huge Cat Williams fan. Cat oh yeah. Mike Apps, people like that. I, I like that. I guess you would call it like hood comedy, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So I noticed too that you do like your your YouTube, like um your YouTube and Instagram videos. Is it a, is it a long process to do those? Man, well it depends because I have I know um I was I kind of came up a little bit when you know when Vine was a thing. Um, okay, yeah, that was a thing, like you know, it, it was like a little one second, was it six seconds or something? So that taught me, like, when the first couple seconds you have to grab people's attention. So, like, those videos weren't too like, um, like difficult to make. Like, I have some videos that are like a real short, and I have some videos that, are, like, man, it's gonna take me a minute to edit this stuff. And a lot of times, I do. I do all my editing pretty much myself, uh, and I, a lot of times I, I edit the stuff on my phone a lot of times now. Oh, the videos? Yeah, yep. How long? Because most of them, like, because uh, Instagram doesn't go over 59 seconds. So you try to stay within that, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do, like, extended version on YouTube, you know, to give people a little bit more text. Because some people, every, the, the consumer's attention span nowadays is, like, it's, it's, so, it's, it's so diverse, but the mainstream is so short. Because there's some people who can't have uh, over a 15 second, uh, you know, uh, attention span where they got Instagram reels now, where I notice my, I do crazy numbers on Instagram reels. And I got Insta regular Instagram where you said it's under a minute. And then you got, like I said, YouTube, I can just give you a full five minute uh, skit for people who really need a story. Is it when you, when you I, I want to talk about the process like when you creating these videos are you creating the idea like is this the one that's gonna pop or is it just like you just want to have fun creating it man i'm one i'm one of those people like i just uh it's weird man because i'm one of those people like i i, I have weird thoughts throughout the day and like, I, I might jot it down and I'm like, you know, I got to get this out. I got to get this out. And a lot of times I used to do skits with my friends and a lot of times and everyone doesn't have that same drive or availability. So I started doing skits by myself. And I noticed when I started doing skits by myself, I'm looking at my page. I'm like, damn, I did a video every other day. Like, you know, so I, I kind of just I got I, I go to with a flow, you know. How helpful has the Internet been? And getting people to come to your shows and interacting with you, how helpful has it been? Man, I, it's been really, really helpful. Like, like uh, I was surprised. Like the last uh, show I did, I think it was like a couple weeks ago. Uh, when, when I first went, it was just me uh, and one of my friends. You know, I had them hold the camera. Uh, second show, my coworkers. Second uh, show after that, coworkers and a couple followers. Last show, it was like. Man, I felt like my whole neighborhood came out. I was like, geez. I was like, man, I thought nobody believed in me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets it? bigger, and it's like, it starts like, because you know how they say the people closest to you doubt you, but it seems like when people start seeing that, that hustle, I think more than even the laughs or like being a fan, 
people just respect the hustle and they're like man i gotta go see this man like this dude is really hustling and it's just more of a of a respect factor i noticed with my followers is there pressure on you to, to perform better because you know it's i think i could be wrong but if mm-hmm. i'm under the observation that like doing internet videos and doing stand-up are two mm-hmm. different things am i correct so I am yes. correct. Sam. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty correct because, like, like I said, a lot, a lot of times, uh, I notice the, the guys doing sta- uh, videos on Instagram are different from the guys I know is doing stand up. Like, very few people are doing both. It's some people who fake like they do both, <laughs> but it's very few people who do both. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's starting to be a little bit more. But like I noticed, like when I started doing it, I'm thinking like uh, it's the people you name. But I'm I'm thinking like how many people do you know that you see actually on the stage and do a skit? You know, it's it's a lot of people claim they do, but then you're like ah, I didn't really go to a show, I, or I didn't like they they touched the stage, but they didn't really go off of it, man. And then I, I once one show I did really woke me up to that because I remember it was a guy, he was popular on Instagram. He had like over a hundred thousand followers and he was going to do a set and he does impressions and everything. He's super good. And I remember this comedian, man, this was so rude, man. The comedian told him, he said, now, you know, this is real, right? <laughs> he said, I don't care how, he's like, I don't care how many followers you got. He was like, you got to be funny on that stage. Ain't no, outtakes ain't no redoing ain't no reshoots you got to be funny and keep their attention the whole time dude a dude kind of just flaked man and just kind of got scared i was like dang man come on how long is how long is your tip how long is your um stand up on average uh, a lot of times uh it depends on the venue but i know a, a lot of venues because i'm i'm one of those comedians um i say a real Comedian, you gotta be uh you gotta be able to do any type of venue, man. Um I, a lot of mines, uh on the most part usually are five minutes. Uh, I usually prepare to do ten minutes. And sometimes, man, sometimes they can have you on that stage for about an hour, man. <laughs> they they'll they'll leave you, they'll leave you on that stage, man, for a minute. Cause like, you know, they'll they'll, they'll say, Man, you got the crowd hot. We try to pack the building, <laughs> you know. Oh, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> hold on. So there's times where you you plan for ten and you had to go maybe. Tw- Man, I'm telling you, like you gotta like as a as a comedian, I said as a real comedian, you gotta have a couple clips in the chamber, man, just in case, man. Like you never know, man, because it's like, uh, like like if there's always uh, let's say an open mic for example, right? An open mic is going to have twenty comedians in that back room. Man, some of them dudes is gonna get kicked off the stage so fast. <laughs> oh. And this they gotta they gotta fill out a two hour slide. You think, okay, 30 people uh, two hours, that should be man, I'm trying to tell you, dudes be bombing. And then sometimes you gotta like I've done it where last I think the last stand-up I did, the three people in front of me bombed. I had to warm that crowd up, man. I had to bring them back to life. I was like, <laughs> So what? Damn. So what's that like following? That's when that liquid courage kick in. That, that dude, I, look, that got to do something to you, right? Yeah, That's because I'm thinking like, okay, in. you got to be all oh, liquid courage. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that got to <laughs> kick in, man, because I'm telling you, like, one dude, like, it, it's just, like, a lot of times, too, you got to, like, somebody told me uh, you got to know how to read the room. 
And my my response to that is F the room, man. Forget it, man. You you gotta be you. If you are you and you're confident in you, it's something about confidence that just takes over a room, you know? And I know it's like the last show I did, it was one guy, it was a white guy. He was like, Yeah, I got some racist jokes. And he's like, Oh, these crows and so and so. And then he was like, you know, and the white birds, I was like, yo, this is all bad, dude. Like, uh, and then the next guy, I don't know what he was talking about. Nobody's paying attention. And I was like, man. <laughs> well, wouldn't you, but wouldn't you say was, was since you said that, wouldn't you say it's important to read the room? Because if you look around the room and you see clearly nobody gonna get these jokes about what you say, white birds and crows, like Yeah, yeah. But so I would thing. think reading the room important, right? <laughs> that's the thing. Like I think, to me, it just like it's like it's like I I think of it as in being trapped in a room full of uh, lions, man. And the only way to survive, man, you just got to be the toughest lion. You got to assert yourself as the alpha male. That's like when rappers say MC is the difference between an MC and a rapper. You have to be a master of ceremony. Like you can kind of assess, like, okay, it's a lot of women. I'm not gonna use the B word as much, or it's a lot of men in here. I'm not gonna like cater to the ladies so much. You kind of tweak it a little bit, but long as you assert yourself and confidence, you 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 should be good for the most part. Have you ever got booed off stage? Man, I, I got worse than booed. Like I say, uh, being, getting booed is a good thing, believe it or not, because that means they're listening. I, I went to one, one stand-up, and this is when I was early, just starting, man. And this this promoter, he he really wanted me to come to his new club, man. So I came to his club, and it was in the hood, man. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I don't know, man. I just He was like, he had these wings called Henny Wings or something, like with Hennessy Wings. He's like, I got your, I got your plate of Henny Wings because I love wings. He's like, all you got to do is perform. <laughs> man, I went on that stage, bro. Like, it was, I should have known. Uh, I guess I should say you should read the room because it, it, it the comedians for me, it was just like that crowd that ignores you. Like, they were people having full conversations while the comedian was on stage. I was like, damn, this is going to be something. I'm like, oh, man. And my, I always keep a friend with me to be my cameraman. My cameraman was late. So it was like all the signals <laughs> was there. Like, Dave, you might want to just roll back home, bro. And, but I went up there, right? So uh, this is when the, you, you, you test a, a full comedian's heart, man. I went up that stage. And like I said, the guy before me, they weren't listening to him at all, dude. This dude just walked off the stage. I went, I went up there. I get into my spiel. I'm talking, man. I'm getting into my thing. And I just noticed, like, nobody's paying attention to me, man. So, like, I get more active. Sometimes you got to throw a little more extra. So I'm throwing my body into my jokes and stuff. I'm using the stage. I'm doing everything. I was taught, like, oh, man. And, like, they're just ignoring me. And then I see girls kind of like laughing in the back so I try to project on them I had them laughing a little bit but man it was like I just couldn't get that room to come back it's like man maybe four <laughs> people was paying attention to me and I just was like I, I kind of like abort mission man usually I, I have a build up into my final joke where usually the final joke at least guarantees me my laugh I was like, man, forget that joke, man. I didn't even pick up my wings on the way out, man. I got <laughs> Came back next week like, you still got the wings, bro? 
so now so we talked about um how would you describe the comedy scene in detroit oh man it's uh i said the comedy scene in detroit we're real uh it's just like the people man it's real blue collar man like all that like a lot of times um i know some comedians are glitz and glamour a lot of times you know i got this i got that a lot of times Detroit people don't want to hear about that, man. They want to like, like they get, they respond to my jokes the most. And I'll be like, man, I hate my job, man. You know, man, I had a struggle. Like you got to talk about your real life. Talk about your kids. You got to be honest, man. Cause I like, uh, I, he said it. So I guess I can say it. Lil Duval came here, man. He, uh, he, he's one of my favorite comedians right now. And he was trying to do his full song and set, man. They booed that man right up out of here, man. Damn. Like, hey. I was like, that's the internet goat, man. I, I got <laughs> so they, they, you gotta be, you like, that's when that MC kicks in. You gotta know how to search yourself in a room. Like, if they they don't detect that alpha male, Detroit gonna throw you away, man. <laughs> are you? Are do you have any plans to like relocate? Yeah, I, I want to move to LA. Uh, I'm working on things now. Um, I went on an audition. I've been going on auditions lately. I've been doing like a lot more stand-up. I'm going to try to do some stand-up spread out a little bit more. So, you know, anybody here this, they need a comedian, you know, hit me up. Uh, but I'm trying to spread it out a lot more. Like, I know I'm back and forth a lot of times from here in New York uh, doing a lot of work. So I'm trying to spread it out a little more. Like, either L.A. or New York is the next move. But I'm waiting to the big move. <laughs> I'm going to give you one question to, to close the interview. Mm. If you could have, if you got an audience full of people and one person could be in the audience to hear your routine, who would it be and why? Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, stuck on that one, but you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say... I almost want to say Kevin Hart just for, just for the plug, <laughs> but I'm gonna say Eddie Murphy, man, because I feel like that's like Kobe versus Jordan. If I can make Eddie Murphy laugh, man, like if I can make Eddie Murphy laugh, I, I man, I, I would feel like I'm the man. Yeah, that's that's great. Hey, look, I want to thank you for doing this, man. I, I wish you all the best. And I want you to make sure before we end this, you get people a chance to find out how to follow you. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, um, Dave Jizzle. That's D-A-V-E-J-I-Z-Z-L-E. And uh, if you got time, you know, check out my YouTube. You know, I drop a skit very often about my uh, stand-ups. All my stand-ups are on them. It's going to be doing another stand-up soon. Um, that's uh, youtube.com backslash Dave Jizzle Comedy. And I, I should be uh, dropping another, uh, I got another special I'm working on uh, right now. Well, that's 10 minute special, as I call it. Uh, it's going to be called, uh, now I forget, uh, uh, Nobody's Favorite. That should be dropping real, real soon. So, okay. don't look out for that. Well, again, man, I, I appreciate your time and I wish you nothing the best with your journey and even if you hopefully if you do go to california everything works out well for you yeah i appreciate thank you so much man thank you for the opportunity man oh definitely i want to take the time to thank everyone to listen to the podcast i truly appreciate all your support and if you want to follow me on instagram my name is conversations underscore with underscore land
Thank you all for listening. Have a great day.